What's good, y'all? Welcome back. <laughs> Shout out, Berlizzi. Anyway, uh, what's up, y'all? It's your boy CMJ to go here, bring y'all another episode of the Go Talk. <clears throat> um, it's Monday, August twenty third. Um, we got one preseason game left this week, uh, which is Jaguars at Saints. But other than that, pretty much wrapped it up this weekend. Following uh, yesterday's games, um, Chargers and Niners, and you got um, the Giants and the Browns that played yesterday. Um, we'll get into that. We'll get into my takeaways for for, uh, for that too. But um, all right, let's just get started. I'll get started um, with a few things here. Um, I. I tweeted this a few days ago when this uh, uh, on Thursday on Friday actually. Um, I'm telling you, man, Byron Pringle looks like the Chiefs' number two receiver. Like you know, if you uh, if, the, if if week one were to start today, and the, you know if the Chiefs uh, were to you know, um, yeah. So to me, Byron Byron Pringle looks like the Chiefs' number two, even though there's no clear number two receiver. Um, because it's just, it's just, and I get it. I get it. Miko is probably the more talented receiver, has more upside. But you, if like, if we're talking from what I, what we, what we, what we've been seeing and hearing out of training camp, <clears throat> Mahomes and Pringle have a pretty good connection. So, um, and for some reason, uh, Miko Hardman just can't. Get, uh, he just, I mean, I'm not saying he can't get it together, but he just isn't. He isn't producing aside from Tyree Kill like he's supposed to, you know, these guys, both these guys are some of the fastest in the league, and you would think Tyreek is like little Miko, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, the other way around, Miko is like little Tyreek, um, and, he, you know, you think being around Tyreek Hill, or, you know, learning from Tyreek Hill, he, he, I, it's just his route running and his hands that need to be, that we need to, that he needs to get shored up, because if that, if his, if his, if his route running and his hands were up to par, there would be no question he'd be the number two. De facto number two, but Byron Pringle, he's a good, strong route runner. He uh, he holds onto the ball. He's consistent. He's been con- he's been consistent out of training camp. So if he if he pops up as the Chiefs' number two receiver on the depth chart this year, it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at any point this season. Um, also, the Clyde Edwards-Alaire ankle injury. <clears throat> Hopefully, uh, there is not too serious, but. Um, Hopefully it's not a not, hopefully it's not a high ankle sprain. That would be that would be tough. But they, they, they the the chief staff isn't too worried about it. Um, they don't think it's a high ankle sprain. Um, I hope it's not. <laughs> um, so moving on to let's see the Eagles. Somebody uh, it was uh, Jamar Chase, the Bengals. That's right. Um. The drops, I'm not worried about. I wouldn't worry too much about the drops. That's that's just the receiver got to get his feeling for the NFL. Everybody's not going to be perfect. Um, it was only three, you know, so it's three, it's three. I'm gonna get it. Three targets, three drops. I get that, you know, it's kind of worrisome, but uh, I think he, I think he'll get it together. You can, you, you're, you're drafted at the position you're drafted at. <clears throat> um, I think what Bengals took him, Jamar Chase, four overall i'm sorry i don't remember but you you get drafted that high in the first round you're a top 10 pick there's a reason why you were drafted that high um like i think i think he's just a little jittery you know what i'm saying and of course that's that's only that's the only reason why i could explain 
why he's dropping the ball. He's just a little nervous because what the hell? You know, you, you, you're Jamar Chase. You're you, you straight out of LSU. You were amazing. You were a dog. So I, I expect to see a dog this year. I don't expect to see this, this, this guy keep dropping the ball. I still wouldn't, like, I wouldn't, you know, it's the Bengals offense, and they got some mouths to feed, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, so be careful, temporary expectations for Jamar. Um, I'd be I'd be a little surprised if he cracked 1,000 yards only because it's, it's his rookie year, and he's playing aside, a, like, a talent, he's playing in a talented group, Joe Mixon, T. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, you know, so on and so forth, so... I'd be surprised if, if Jamar cracks a thousand yards. Um, PPR purposes, I'm really not that sure. I think he might be a PPR monster. Uh, if, if teams are focused on Tyler Boyd and they're stacking the box against Joe Mixon, he might be a PPR nightmare. But only time will tell, really. And it's the Bengals, so I'm not really high on them. But know what? No one really is. We know that. Um, the Eagles got shellacked. <clears throat> the Eagles looked really bad. Uh, I know it's just a preseason game. Like I said, preseason precursor. I'm gonna keep saying it. Like this, 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 this doesn't look like it's gonna be a good, good year for the Eagles. Now, I may have gone, histo- I may have gone a little too far with saying they're gonna be historically bad, but they're gonna be bad. And I think the only bright spot from this team would be Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts. Honestly, like, oh, well, I take that back. You know, Miles Sanders. You know, Jalen Rager. You know, I like those guys, but. Yeah, I think as far as the Eagles go, um, really, Devontae Smith is, I think he'd be, I think PPR for purposes, he's a good one to look at. Uh, somebody you can get in the late rounds to fill out your roster, for sure, Devontae Smith. Um, I just wouldn't lean on that guy heavily, obviously, because of the Eagles' uh, question marks as a whole. Miles Sanders is, I would take Miles Sanders before I take uh, Devontae, of course. Um, dual threat back, lower I mean, he's definitely RB2 material, Miles Sanders. Um, really not much to take away from this game. I still don't think Mac Jones is going to start anytime soon. Um, of course, that's just an opinion. But it to me, it just makes sense for him to sit behind Cam for a year, especially since he doesn't have the same abilities as Cam Newton. You know what I'm saying? You're not co- you're not coming in and bringing in a whole, a whole different dynamic to the offense. You know, if anything, you're... you're uh, taking away so um i think mac jones is gonna go ahead and sit for a year um and then i've got some other things to get into you know what i'm saying i got some some i'll get it I'll, I'll be quick about it i won't take too much time because i know i talk a lot um some quick things i want to touch on real quick it is my personal opinion that teddy bridgewater should be the starter for the broncos um uh, Locke is Lock Lock rem, Drew Locke reminds me of um, how should I say this? Uh, a guy that can move but not really move. Um, maybe maybe Philip Rivers. He's like a notch more mobile than Philip Rivers. I I'd say a notch more mobile than Ben Roethlisberger. And, and listen, I I bring up mobility, and you know it's crazy. Mobility and arm strength don't go together. Um, typically, quarterbacks who are more mobile don't have the kind of arm that um, either the, either they don't have the arm strength or the accuracy of a traditional quarterback. And so, 
with so with like you know like was so my point is this the teddy he's more mobile than drew obviously he can pick up he can pick up a, a first down with his feet you know make a play or here and there but he doesn't have i don't think he has the arm strength that drew lock has throwing it down the field um but Teddy's pretty accurate, though. I'll give that. He's accurate. He doesn't make he doesn't make bad decisions, which is which is why I believe he should be the starter. When it comes down to it, I think that Teddy is more efficient, less turnover prone than Drew Locke would be, and Teddy would give you the best chance to win. And it would honestly, in my in my opinion, well, not my well, you know, what I'm, saying? I'm just saying like Javante Williams would would um, benefit greatly from from uh, Teddy Bridgewater starting because they're probably going to do a lot of handoffs. You know, might, they might do a little RPO here and there. Um, I think Javante Williams and uh, I want to say Noah fan, but I think Jerry Judy probably, um, he probably benefits more from Teddy starting PPR purposes, you know? Um, so yeah, that's my take on the whole Teddy and Drew Locke thing. You know, I think Teddy should start and they both look good, but I think Teddy is the better quarterback right now. Um, I don't think either one of these guys can lead you to a fantasy Super Bowl, though. So don't get me wrong there. That's just me. That's just my take on the Broncos quarterback situation. Um, also, I would I would also like to say let's temper our, uh, temper our expectations for Javante Williams. Um, Royce Freeman, he got six targets, five receptions for 44 yards in that game against the Seahawks. And that really worries me because if you're going to dip into Javante's playing time on third down, you know, then I'm not going to take him as high. You know, I'm not thinking about taking him as high, especially on a team where you got Cortland Sutton and you got Jerry Judy and you got Tim Patrick and you got Noah Finn, you got KJ Hamler, you got all these weapons. It's like Javante may, may become, I get it. He's not, he's not, you know, I get it. He's a running back, so he's not going to be the first option or second or third option in the passing game. But gosh, he might not even be a fourth or fifth option. So let's, um, let's kind of, I mean, I think, I think, I think Javante's draft stock just fell just a little bit. Um, his fantasy, his fantasy stock, I, I think it just took a hit just a little bit because of Royce Freeman's performance there. But we'll see how it goes in week three, preseason week three. Um, and of course, when Melvin Gordon returns, we don't know how that'll go. So uh, Mike Boone, too. And, and uh, Levante Bellamy, I think that's his name. So uh, those guys are they're hurt for the Broncos right now. Moving on. Um, the Jets. Boom. OK, I was I was high on the Jets at first. Right. And then the talks coming out of training camp saying Zach Wilson's having a bad camp. This and the other. Then I was low on the Jets. I'm like, oh, same old Jets. Here we go. Now I'm <laughs> I'm back up on the Jets. Not as high, but I'm back up on the Jets because one, I have to temper my expectations for the Jets. You know, when they brought in Sam Darnold all those years ago, I liked Sam Darnold, but they just didn't have a good team around Sam Darnold. And I put my faith in Sam Darnold, like getting over that hump. But the Jets were just too inept. So I'm not going to blame them for that. But what they look like now with a nice young core, you got Makai back then. I think they were uh, Aaron, somebody at, at guard, Aaron Banks, I think. I might be wrong. Excuse me. But they did draft the guard. I'm sorry. Elijah Vera Tucker. Elijah Vera Tucker. Excuse me. Um, you got him at guard. Zach Wilson, obviously. You you bring in Corey Davis. You draft Elijah Moore. I, you, you, like these are these the talent that you you've just accumulated in this offseason alone, or the past two offseasons alone. Um, kudos to the Jets. Um, I respect what they're doing. My uh, prayers up to Carl Lawson, who tore his who tore his Achilles, and and I hope he gets back as soon as possible because man, that's messed up. Also, kudos to the Jets for getting out on the open market and looking for another DN. They're they're basically saying that 
even though we just lost a key piece to our defense that we, you know, we expected to, we we expected to have this guy. So, and, and we expected to have a certain level of success this year, or attempt to have a certain level of success this season, and we just lost a key piece to that. But we're gonna go and try and get another piece to replace that, and 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 bring that value or that or that production somewhat. So like we we're gonna we're gonna try to have. This, we're going to attempt to have the same success that we were aiming for this year. And I respect that. I respect that about the Jets. Um, oh, Gerard Davis is also out with an ankle injury. He might be out till, uh, through week six. Prayers up to him, too. Hope he gets back real soon. Speedy recovery, because I like the Jets as an underdog, as an underdog team. They're going to be in a lot of shootouts. Uh, not shootouts, but they like we assume the Jets will be playing from behind a lot, especially now with their with their pieces on the defensive end. Um, starting to get hurt, Gerard Davis, Carl Lawson. So we now you can expect the Jets. If anything, the Jets' stock is rising. The Jets' entire offensive stock is rising. Zach Wilson looked efficient in his second preseason game, um, which I don't think I don't think Zach Wilson will be turnover prone like that. You know, you, if you if you look at if you look back at the Sam Darnold days, Sam, Sam Darnold didn't have an offensive line. Barely had guys to throw the ball to. You look at what, what Zach Wilson has now with Makai Becton and Elijah Vera Tucker, excuse me, um, at guard, and you got good, decent, 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 and I'm saying, I'm stressing, decent running backs. Tyler Johnson, Michael Carter, um, you know, Tevin Coleman. You got guys that can, you know, do a little something, something. But, um, and I also have Corey Davis as a top. 15 fantasy wide receiver in PPR formats this year. I'm telling you, I think he's going to have an excellent year. I'm, I think he finishes with like 104 receptions, about 1,095 yards and 10 touchdowns. Double his touchdown total from last year. He was in a run-heavy scheme. Derrick Henry was the man. You know, you're, you're, in a, you're in a system now where you're the highest paid receiver on the team. Three years, $37 million. You're probably the most talented receiver on the team. Um, 26 years old. I mean, he's, I mean, I mean, Corey Davis is, I mean, the eye test, Corey Davis is a really good receiver. And if he emerges as Zach Wilson's true number one, his go-to, yeah, we're looking at a good year for Corey Davis. Looking at a, for sure, a thousand yard season, for sure. I believe a top 10 finish. I think he'd be a top 10. If you, if you're, uh, if you're a quarterback's, especially a one as talented as Zach Wilson, if you're a quarterback's number one option, you got to finish high, at least top 20, but I'm going to go top 15. Um, also, Elijah Moore could be something in the slot. If they trade Jamison Crowder and put Elijah Moore in the slot, that might be nice, but they might just want to keep Jamison Crowder for depth. Either way, just be on the lookout for Elijah Moore. Um, but I would avoid the Jets and Texans backfield at all costs. Uh, if, if you could avoid taking Ty, John, Ty Johnson, Michael Carter, Tevin Coleman, or anybody from the Texans backfield, those these two backfields, Texans and Jets, avoid those at all costs. They're not worth it. Um... Moving on, Tua looked Tua Tagovailoa looked a lot better than I thought. Real efficient, real smooth with his decision making. Um, I really liked what I saw from Tua. He could be real good. Uh, I think Tua could be a quarterback that you could start on your fantasy team. His dual threat capabilities with with the weapons that they have on uh, on the Dolphins' offensive side, they got a lot of weapons. I, let me just go down the list for you: Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, Will Fuller, Jalen Waddle, Mac Hollins. Uh, shall I continue? The, Mike Jacecki, uh, Miles Gaskin. Uh, these guys, they they can play. So um, in the Savannah mid, uh, and then I'm missing somebody. I'm also missing somebody super important too. I'm missing one more person, but. Um, 
just that being said, the Dolphins, as far as Tua goes, quarterback, I, I think Tua, Tua would be great to keep on your bench. In fact, I think Tua spent a lot of time on my bench last year just in case he popped out. But, um, you know, of course, if you if if, if you could draft Tua maybe uh, in the later rounds, you know, somewhere towards the end, in uh, my draft is going to be like a... Well, look, I'll say this. Um, Tua looked good. Passing in the pocket, you know, poised. His running ability—that's what I—that's what—that's what—that's what gives Tua his, you know, his uh, fantasy floor. That's such a high fantasy floor, in my opinion. Um, especially like when you got a, a player who I believe is going to be his favorite target in Jalen Waddle. I predicted that this would be their gadget player, which a lot of people did. I'm not going to say I, you know, a lot of people predicted that Jalen Waddle would be the gadget player, but I, I, I was adamant about it because it's like if he's if he's Tyreek Hill like, right? You got 6'1", 6'2", Devontae Parker on the outside. You got Preston Williams, who's 6'4", on the outside. Or you could, you could throw Will Fuller out there, who's like 6'3", 6'2". I think he's 6'4", too. You got these big guys. Will Fuller's a burner. Devontae Parker's a dog. Preston Williams is huge. And then you got this 5'10", 5'11", receiver, Jalen Waddle, who's catching it out the backfield or running it out the backfield, you know, burning you, juking you. You got these big receivers on the outside blocking for him. If efficiency, efficiently, efficiency, efficient, whatever. I it just a, just based off efficiency in PPR formats. I think Jalen Waddle is somebody we really gotta we really gotta like roster up, roster up ASAP. Like I'm talking about Jalen Waddle's favorite player. He already he had Jalen Waddle had one rush for ten yards. That's just a precursor. I'm telling you, Jalen Waddle, top twenty wide receiver this year. Um, I say he gets about. 15 to 20 carries about 200 to 350 yards and like three touchdowns rushing um okay hold on hold on let me my bad my bad i say uh, let me get that right 15 to 20 carries over the course of the year um about 200 yards rushing you know give or take uh 50 yards and about three touchdowns with about 65 receptions, 70 receptions, um, about 750 yards, and I'm going to go with seven touchdowns, six touchdowns. I'm going to go with six touchdowns. So is that enough to warrant a top 20 finish? Hmm. Let's see. Six, I don't think so. It might be. It might be. If you got six receiving touchdowns and three rushing touchdowns, along with the 100, no, 200 yards rushing with the 700 yards receiving, that's almost 1,000 yards. And then you got the 15 to 20 touches carrying the ball. And then you got the 65 to 70 receptions there. So it's like a, it's about 100 touches there. You round up. So yeah, that's that's definitely a top twenty finish, definitely. Um, look out for look out for Waddle if you could take him early. You know, if you if you um, I don't know what's early to you guys. It's hard for me to um, gauge it. Really, I don't I don't look at you know. I, I'll be honest, I don't look at a lot of ADPs because I'm too busy looking at um, I'm too bu- well, I'm too busy looking at 
I'm 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 a, I'm a guy who goes off the eye test as well as the numbers. You know, if I can see that you're not playing well, if I can see that you're not gonna do good, or if I can, you know, what I'm saying like Joe Mixon. A lot of people got Joe Mixon going really high in their drafts, and I understand that when he was playing, he was really good. But they like that that Bengals offensive line is still suspect, and they just added Jamar Chase, who could be taking away from Joe Mixon's touches. It's either it's it's either one or the other. They're gonna take away from Joe Mixon's touches, or it's gonna open it up more for Joe Mixon. And it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to be comfortable enough to draft him in the even like I, even in the second round. I I I would avoid Joe Mixon at all costs. Personally, now I'm not taking Joe Mixon. I'm good. Like I wouldn't even. Am I? It's hard for me to even put him. Like I have a mock draft. The second round just came out. I posted it on Twitter. But I wouldn't even I wouldn't even take him in the second round. I wouldn't want to because I just don't trust him. I don't trust the Bengals, um, and rightfully so. But moving on, um, Jalen Waddle definitely good gadget player. Somebody you should be looking at early, honest like not early but in the mid rounds. Look at him in the mid rounds because he is a he's a steal. He's gonna be a steal. Um, let's move on here. We've got. Um, Gosh, okay, I just want to touch on this real quick. You know, I only we only saw Sam Donald for a couple of series or a series or two, but my whole, my whole takeaway from the Panthers thing, my whole, my whole takeaway from the Panthers game is Terrace Marshall Jr. And if this guy, if Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore gets hurt, or in the next couple in the next couple years DJ Moore gets traded because they got Terrace Marshall, really, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, Terrace Marshall is a dog. He came. He looks like he's ready to play right now. And I feel bad. I feel bad for him because he's on the team with Christian McCaffrey and Chuba Hubbard and 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 Robbie Anderson. So he's not gonna get that PT right away. But man, he looks like he's ready to go right now. I would keep him on your uh, radar just in case anybody from the Panthers gets hurt. Um, another one I want to get into is Najee Harris's running ability. Uh, well, actually, his catch and run ability. So listen, I. I made a statement on Twitter that I I think that people will be pleasantly surprised by how much Najee Harris is going to be catching the ball out of the backfield this year, and like like I said, like like I've been like I'm going to keep saying preseason precursor for him to catch two balls out of the backfield and take them for 59 yards. Um, my whole point my whole point behind it was the the Steelers offensive line just added three new members they just replaced three new guys three or four new guys and so you know i'm not banking on i'm not listen drew Reese. ben roethlisberger isn't gonna have all day to sit in the pocket and throw it deep to chase claypool every play or throw it intermediate intermediate routes to deontay johnson you feel me like Najee's gonna be there out out there he's gonna be there in the backfield and if you listen i'm sorry let me break it down this way Chase Claypool, Chase Claypool is your deep threat, right? Deontay Johnson, he can do in intermediate routes. Juju Smith is your possession guy. That's what, if I if I break it down into into you know levels, right? And so in each level, Claypool at the top, Deontay in the middle, Juju short, and you got Najee in the backfield. Like you that that those three receivers open up everything for Najee in the passing game, not as well as the running game, of course. But I mean, gosh. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like Najee is gonna be, Najee, if he finishes at the top five fantasy back in PPR formats, do not be surprised. Do not be surprised if he has to do Saquon esque type things. 
because the the Steelers offensive line is suspect. Ben Roethlisberger is older. He doesn't probably doesn't have the arm strength that he used to have. He definitely isn't mobile, and he probably isn't as durable as he used to be. He's going to have to check it down. He's going to have to dump it off. And you already know, Juju is the possession guy. So he's going to either look at Juju or he's going to look at Najee. He's going to want to take a shot. He's going to look at Deontay or he's going to look at Chase. So um, I think Najee going in the first round is obviously uh, applicable. Um, late first round for sure. If he if he, if he makes it out, if he makes it out of your first round, I snag him as soon as I, as soon as I could in the second round. He's going to be he's going to be deadly. Top five fantasy finish. I'm telling Um I'll, if I, gosh, yards, if I came up, if I predicted yards, um, gosh, I'm going to say 200 and, excuse me, 250 carries for 1,100 yards, roughly, you know, and nine rushing touchdowns, and then receiving, you're going to have about... 30 to 35 receptions um about about mm, let's see here about 200 yards 300 yards receiving something between that range i'm gonna say i'm gonna say between 150 and 250 yards receiving between those 30 and 35 receptions and uh in in uh three receiving touchdowns realistically to make him a top five fantasy back this year and PPR formats, I think that I think those are the numbers. You got 30 to 35 receptions. You add that with 250 carries. That's like 280 some touches, roughly almost 300. Then you add 1,100 yards rushing with about. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say 200 yards receiving. That's 1,300 yards. Um, I'm gonna say 250 yards. So I'm gonna say 1,350. Um, and you add three receiving touchdowns with nine rushing touchdowns to give you 12 in total. Um, which I think you can finish as a top five fantasy back in PPR formats this year. Najee Harris. Um, side note, Juju will Juju do not sleep. Uh, Juju had a kind of a rough up and down season last year, but I like Juju this year in PPR because um, of Najee in the backfield. Like I said, Chase is the deep threat. Deontay intermediate, but like Juju between uh, the one and ten between the line of scrimmage and you know the. Uh, basically 10 yards out anything five to 10 yards out juju is is like is like almost money so uh ppr ppr wise i would i would uh keep keep my eyes on juju also uh takeaways from niners and chargers uh being at sofi was pretty was pretty was pretty cool bro being at sofi was pretty cool i'm not gonna lie it's a nice it's a really nice stadium like it's a really beautiful stadium um it was just the light. I mean, the the energy was the energy was fun. The atmosphere was fun. This one guy kept bumping me out to press him, but uh, shoot, it was really good. It was it was fun. SoFi was fun. Even even for a Chargers game, it was active. Um, I can't wait to go back to SoFi, honestly. But my anyway, my takeaways from Chargers and Niners. No, nothing I can really take away from the Chargers side, but the Niners side, these drop passes. I, I, Debo and Ayuk and Richie James and Muhammad Sanu, like you guys, are are some of the most versatile receivers that are in our league. You got to catch the ball, hold on to these balls. Y'all making Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo look bad. Like, 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 seriously, interceptions that shouldn't even be interceptions are counted against our team. Like, come on, and you guys kill momentum like that. Y'all need to go ahead and hit them damn drills and the damn football machines or whatever. You feel me? 
get your get your hands back right. <laughs> That's not okay. Um, but oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, like my honest takeaway from the game outside of that, uh, Trey Lance, he looked really good. He looked poised. He came back after a couple, you know, he came back after an interception and looked good. He bounced back, which is what, which is, was uh, something that's really good to see that he didn't uh, did, that he didn't fold. Um, and y'all know that the Niners faithful is clamoring for Trey Lance to start, and I know it's hard because it's like Kyle Shanahan is like, oh, he's not ready to name a starter right now. You know, he's not gonna do that. But it's obvious that Trey Lance gives us the best chance to win because of the versatility of his uh of his abilities. You know what I'm saying? He can he can run and pass. Jimmy Jimmy isn't doing a lot of what I saw uh Trey Lance do yesterday. You know, there was a two point conversion that got called back due to a holding penalty, but Trey Lance, when the play broke down, he broke it he broke it to the outside and ran it in. And I'm just like, Jimmy's not doing that. Jimmy can't do that. Like and if I see it, you know, Kyle, Kyle, I mean, of course Kyle Shanahan sees this. What I think is they're just trying to, I think Kyle Shanahan is trying to ease, ease Trey Lance in because, you know, you know, everybody's ready for him to start and play and, you know, see what he can do. He's trying to ease Trey Lance in while easing Jimmy Garoppolo out. They talk so highly of Jimmy Garoppolo coming out of training camp and how he looks so good this year. He's a competitor. And it's not a, they're just talking him up so they can get like a second round pick for him or something or something nice for him. They're, they're, they're going to trade Jimmy. They're going to trade Jimmy. There's no point in him being on the roster. They're, all this controversy. He's, he's paid all this money and like, yeah, they're going to trade Jimmy. I just don't know when I, I if I had to make an honest prediction, if I had to make an honest prediction, it, it would be this year before the deadline. Um somebody's probably going to get hurt knock wood and they're going to need a quarterback and jimmy's going to be available hopefully trey lance is starting and playing well by then because obviously trey lance gives uh, he he just brings a different dynamic to the offense there was a few times where he was almost sacked he got sacked a couple times but there were a few times where he was a few times where he was almost sacked and he was able to uh break 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 away from the pocket and at least not get not take a hit that's important you know for our quarterback to stay upright and stay healthy so yeah, that's my takeaway from that. I think that I don't know. I don't know if Trey's gonna start week one. It's hard for me to say. Um, but the first couple of the first couple of games that we have, I think, is against the Lions and the Eagles. So I think if you do have him start against those teams, it wouldn't really be that bad. Um, but and it's also hard for me to it's 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 also hard for me to determine who's the better receiver um, coming out of the Niners. Like off the nine, like who's the better receiver in PPR? Is it going to be Debo or Ayuk? Um, a lot of people are breaking on Ayuk to have a better season, but what if Demo, Demo, what if Debo has a better season than than Ayuk? Like, like seriously, like what if Debo has? I get it. I just don't know. And I get what I, I think it's the the true number one receiver effect too, because like this, like so let me slow down. AJ Brown, CD Lamb. Guys like that, you know, these guys are going in mock drafts higher than the number one receivers on their team. CeeDee Lamb's going above Amari Cooper. A.J. Brown's going above Julio Jones. This is the effect that these number one receivers are having on their peers. I mean, or, or, or on their counterparts, you know, or whatever, on the other side of them. They're having the Julio Jones gets all the attention. It's going to open it up for A.J. Brown. And then, and then on, on top of that, AJ Brown and CeeDee Lamb are in prime positions to succeed. You got 
Y'all, like CeeDee Lamb and A.J. Brown, respectively, respectively, have top wide receivers and top running backs. <laughs> like, like literally top five, both, each, both. I mean, well, Mark Hoover's not top five, but you know what I'm saying. Like, Mark Hoover's up there. Like, they, those two receivers benefit the most this season from everything that's going on. From Zeke's return, from Zeke's return, him losing weight and him looking good, to, uh, to Julio Jones going to Tennessee and teaming up with Derrick Henry, and now A.J. Brown, like, these guys are going to put out they're gonna and that's and PPR PPR. That's what like points per points per reception points per reception. Telling it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be fire. It's gonna be like it's, it's gonna be fire, dude. As you can see, I'm excited. I'm clearly excited because I do. I want I want to draft AJ Brown. I've been wanting to draft AJ. If he doesn't fall to me, hey, it's gonna it's not that bad. But I want to draft AJ Brown. And so bringing it all the way back to my point though, like Debo isn't is the number one receiver for the Niners on the depth chart but George Kittle is obviously the best receiver on the team so that's why I'm just like I don't know if it's going to be Debo or Ayuk because before Ayuk was on the team it was Debo that was in it was Debo Samuel that was in Brandon Ayuk's position and now that Debo's the number one it's just I just don't know who would see more if I'm being honest I would bank on Debo having a better season getting more touches because PPR and and PPR I uh uh, in PPR formats Debo even last year uh, in games, I believe Debo was targeted more than Brandon. And so it, the games that he played anyway. So and I know Brandon's going to be coming on uh, strong for his second year. But I just think Debo has a little something to prove being hurt last year. And I just I think that I think Debo and I, you could going to have similar numbers this year. I think you really can't go wrong with any of those guys. I'm not going to choose like 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 with the Cowboys. You could take CD over Amari because you're like, all right, he's the number two. You know, Amari's gonna get covered. You know, and you know Zeke is gonna get his. But same thing with AJ Brown. You know, um, I'm probably missing another guy here. Um, Chris Godwin is another one of those guys um, who benefits from the true number one receiver effect. Mike Evans on the other side, and you got Leonard Fournette back there. But Ronald Jones, those are two good backs. Now top upper echelon, but good backs. Um, and you know the Buccaneers can run the ball, so you know Chris Godwin's gonna be a good PPR play. Um, really, I, and, and okay, so now we're now and now I'm off my takeaways. My, I have some questions about Keenan Allen and his PPR, uh, his PPR rating, his efficiency because it's I don't know. I'm worried. I'm worried, and I understand he's a, he's a number one receiver, but he's on a team with like Mike Williams and Austin Eckler and and. and I, I don't know. I'm just kind of. I'm just kind of worried that he's gonna get a lot of a lot. Like, I mean, he always gets a lot of attention, but I just think his numbers might drop a little bit because of the attention. You know, they lost Hunter Henry, and so they really don't have a, a another guy. You know, like even though he didn't play a lot last year, they really don't have another guy they can rely on outside of Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Hopefully, Austin Eckler stays healthy. If Austin Eckler stays healthy, then all everything that I just said just goes out the window because he is basically your de facto number three receiver. Somebody uh, I think Jalen Guyton is, is vying for the slot, the slot position. But um, your, your more shorthanded guys are Keenan, Mike Williams and Austin Eckler. So, yeah, PPR format. I think Keenan Allen is still pretty good. Um, he'll probably he definitely he'll definitely go in the second round of my draft. Um, so as far as my week two takeaways, that's just about it. Um you guys let me know if I missed anything or if uh, you agree or disagree with anything that I said. <laughs> I'll also have another 
I have another podcast I'm going to drop in the next coming days. I'm going to talk about um, I'm going to talk about my fantasy mock draft that I just posted on Twitter, and I'm going to discuss uh, possible. I'm not possible, but I'm going to I'm going to be discussing running back duos and uh, wide receiver duos. Basically, which wide receiver do you think, or would you, or would I pick to be on my fantasy team this year? And also, which running back do I think is going to uh, is going to, you know, have a good year, even even if he is splitting touches. I mean, Nick Chubb is obviously up there, but I'm going to be naming somebody else that's less obvious. So, um, yeah, I really enjoy, I really appreciate you guys listening. And uh, whew, I'm trying to I'm, it's time to get back into, into some more football. <laughs> you guys have a nice day, man. Peace.